0: good afternoon and good evening welcome to the podcast where three friends come together and break down what's new in the japanese music industry this is the podcast for the week of june 23rd 2023 everybody else can and with me we have luna hello
1: everyone ginky
0: oh ginkies and deeds how have you been
1: well, I just recovered from being sick, so I'm much better now and got a lot of sleep and got some music listened to while I was bedridden. How about you? How about you, Ken?
0: I've uh, been all right. I am just preparing for my trip. Uh, I'm looking forward to listening to a lot of music and just enjoying it all in again because I'll be I'll be in Japan for about a week so
1: urayamashi
0: now the thing is I'm just like wow there's a bunch of music events that I would love to go to but I just don't have time but there's also a bunch of Joshi pro wrestling events that I also want to go to that I just don't have time <laughs> I would love to go, but it would just be me by myself. Like, for example, I want to go see the new Bunny Girl Senpai movie that's also airing, like, <gasps>
1: literally the
0: week before. So I'm just like, ah, oh, I gotta watch it. It's so good. It's so good.
1: If I could go with you, I live too far away, I would, and we could go see the new Bunny Girl Senpai movie, and we could go to those music events.
0: Yeah, I'd uh, also go bunny- to the Joshi Pro. Yeah, the the uh, Bunny Girl Senpai movie is actually, the, the sub is actually, the the trend, the sub for the English side is going to actually premiere on Anime AX, on AX, I think. Oh, the, Expo. Yeah. yeah, in Expo. AX,
1: Expo, and that is July 1st, the 4th, yeah, for those true. of you who are interested.
0: Yeah, so, be on the lookout for that. <laughs> but yeah, what well, well, we've been listening to as of late, let's start with you, Luna.
1: So, mine's been a hodgepodge of music. I've honestly bling- been playing catch up with some things. I feel like I've been a little bit behind on releases. So, was listening to Yayoi Diamond's track that she dropped back in May called Mina Uru Sai, S-T-F-U, which it's a lot of fun, honestly. It was a lot more dancy than I anticipated. I thought it'd be a little more hardcore, and it wasn't. So I like that fact. also was listening to the Man with a Mission and Millet duet, which was Koi Kogare. And those of you who don't know, it's used for Yaiba. I have not watched the new season of Yaiba. I just love Millet. So anything she releases, I am on. And the other track on her Millet does is Kizuno Kiseki which I loved. I mean, Millet just has such a good voice and for some reason, she just always pulls me into her music. Also was listening to a track by Bacardi Records and it was actually because it was featuring a vocalist I love called Aimee and it's called No One Is and that track is sick. Like, it is great. Aimee's vocals are perfect. The composition, it's a nice chill track and I didn't know Bacardi Records until this point. And I'm just like, okay, I'm I'm liking this. So it gave me some new exposure. Also discovered a vocalist named Malia. So she actually released a new song back in March called Hair Down, which is very good. And I actually went back and started listening to all her music. And she has a very interesting style. She definitely has a jazzy sound and I like that a lot of her music uses all the instruments so it gives you this feeling of like what r and used to be and I just love her vocals she's just been a treat to listen to her Ego album from 2018 is really good and she's been dropping some new beats which I have absolutely been loving and then through her also discovered a vocalist named salasa who dropped a new song in april called light of fire and it's featuring matsuo remi and that track is amazing i started listening to salasa on and off because she released an album called inner ocean last year which intrigued me but i am really liking light of fire i just think it's a perfect mixture like like a soulful type of beat and I guess it's more classified as Neo Soul but I just love her vocals she just has an interesting voice and I do recommend her music she is fantastic also still listening to work by Millennium Prey and Sheena Ringo mainly because it's used as Hell's Paradise and I did get caught up on that this week I also went back to Bonnie Pink so I know she dropped a new single, which is really freaking good. And that was Like a Tattoo. And Like a Tattoo didn't sound like your normal track. It's more of like an upbeat poppy tune, a little dance to it. But it made me want to go back, like back, back, and just relive you know, her music, because I love Bonnie Pink, so I went back to 95 and listened to her Blue Jam EP, which, if you have not listened to, is fantastic. Scarecrow and Orange are two of my favorite tracks on there, and from there, I pretty much did the whole Bonnie Pink thing. I had to listen to Do You Crash, It's Gonna Rain, Heaven's Kitchen, Forget Me Not, Last Kiss, I mean, Bonnie Pink has so many great songs, and of course, it's summertime, so I always listen to "Perfect Sky," one of my favorite ones. Uh, "Catch the Sun" off her "Thinking Out Loud" album. If you want a good summery album, I actually recommend "Thinking Out Loud" because a lot of those tracks just give the feeling of summer, such as like "Water Me," "Give Me a Beat." It has a remix of. A perfect sky on there but I literally went through like the whole bonnie pink thing and I just love her folky sound and she not only does like folky music but she does pop she can do rock and she just in a way I always forget she is a girl with a guitar because I watched her live uh one of her live concerts her from her one album at, at Saxa Blitz and she, I always forget she plays guitar and piano and she also played the tambourine during it. But just hearing her sing with a guitar and she just kind of reminded me, man, she's kind of like one of the girls with a guitar. But at the same time, you know, she's not. And I, I just love her music. And it was a good throwback. But I'm also so happy she's still doing music. Makes my day. Also, here's another throwback, Ken. Faye Ray. I haven't heard that name in a long time. <laughs> uh-huh. So I actually got back... I haven't listened to her in a while. So I I did buy two of her albums recently. And I'm just like, you know, I really just felt in the mood. I haven't listened to her in a while. And I was just like, wow, I forgot, like, how much I love Fay And I wish if the albums I have were on Apple, they're not... But her Shiroi Hana album is fantastic, and Craving, like I feel like that's kind of like a kind of a classic album for me. But she's just such soulful vocals, and it just really took me back. And I also am sad she doesn't do any. She does hasn't had anything new. <laughs> and then when I look at all the recommended artists, I really feel old, man. So I just went down that whole phase. I also listened to another one that probably bring back memories is Kodoko, who is known for a lot of like anime music, like Higurashi, Koku, uh, Higurashi no Nako Kodoni. She did the theme song for that, but she is a very like techno type of music. It's like, I don't even know how to describe it. EDM, techno, a lot of people would say it's like anime-esque. But I love her Uzumaki album, which I've owned for quite some time. But I recently bought uh, Ipliza no Fune. And I was just like, wow, this is really good. Like, Helian is an amazing track. Blaze. And it just kind of brought me back to her because I hadn't listened to her for a while. And I was also surprised to find out she still does music. And she released a album last year. So that got me really excited to be like, hey, this, you know, artist I used to listen to all the time back in the day still does music. So if you're into like the anime S type of music or game, video game music, like for DDR... I do recommend Kotoko because she definitely has that sound. If you're familiar with like Kawaramami, it's along those lines. She was part of like that. It was called IVE, which what they would release like compilations and Kotoko, Kawaramami, Leah, they were all artists on there. And a lot of them did like DDR dance type music or what's the other dance game besides DDR? There was another one that I should know and I feel stupid for not knowing it.
0: There's, a, there's like a bunch now. It's Dima not there's Ami Ami and stuff like
1: that. It was from years ago, like years ago. Like you're talking 2000s maybe.
0: Mm. And uh, the only thing that I have in mind is just DDR at this point.
1: <laughs> I, I'll think of whatever it is later. It'll just, the bubble in my head will pop. But I do highly recommend her. Her music's on Apple. So if you get a chance, definitely check her out. And that also brought me back to Leah who I absolutely loved. She, of course, another anime singer. Yeah, you can see my theme here. But I was organizing the CD shelves, hence why this happened. But she did the music for the anime air, Tori no Uta, Farewell Song, and it just brought me back to her music. And she hasn't really released much besides some anime covers over the last couple years. But it was just a treat to listen to a lot of her music that she did because she did tons of video game music. So I went down a Nostalgia Train, but I also mixed it up with some new music as well. So it's been an interesting week. But Ken, what have you been listening to?
0: So I've been listening to a whole hodgepodge of things. Um, first off, I was listening to, to Who's Voice, which is done by Daichi Yamamoto and Lim Morty. I highly recommend it. It's just smooth, smooth rap overall by both Daichi and Lin Mori here. So I I highly recommend it. Honestly, you should go listen to it, Luna.
1: I'm going to look that up because I do love Daichi.
0: Yeah. And then uh, Ajikan also released a brand new EP, which is uh, Sir uh, Bugaku Kamakura Harikonton. Which is really really good. It's just a mini EP, but it's a good thing that Ajikon is still releasing stuff over the years. So, But also I was listening to Athens, also released by Daichi, and I mean he's been releasing stuff here and there throughout the week, so... That's been really good on my side. I've been also listening to the cover of Windy Summer featuring Tokimiki Records and of course our girl Hikari. From MIME, so... She always does such good works when she's teaming up with Tokimeki Records, so... But... I was listening to a whole thing of... Because I got into a weird little thing here, because... Apparently, over the last week and a half, the... Twice World Concerts were been hitting California, and... I just, I just found out that I'm, I guess I'm a Toys fan <laughs> I've been just watching all their clips and I've been liking a lot of what I've been seeing, just you that much.
1: They're coming to Chicago and I would absolutely love to see them, but I think it might be sold out.
0: You might get cheap tickets, they might have the, the cheap ass tickets still. Because apparently someone bought it like two days prior <laughs> yeah, at, at the L.A. one.
1: I might end up looking and seeing if I can get tickets because I would love to see them.
0: Well, if you do go see them, let me know. I need to, I need to come. <laughs> I'll, I'll probably need you to ask to buy you some stuff. But besides that. Like everyone and their mother, I was also listening to Idol by Yao Sobe, which, you know, I got to congratu- congratulate them because they actually got to the number one on the top billboard here. Not just Japan billboard, but the regular billboard top 100. They reached number one, which is the first Japanese song to have done so. Which, that, A, everyone's that been memeing the hell out of this song on social media and stuff. And it being tied to Oshinoko, which is the biggest thing out of this year, is nothing more than fantastical. You know, be is going to crush it in the streaming side, probably because of this side. I can see them taking Top Song for 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 Sold as well. I'm very interested to see how modern it is. If it's only in Japan or if it's only international, what's the difference ananda take about how Idol is being taken? But, you know, I've been seeing on TikTok that everyone's been dancing to the chorus, so it might be just a little bit of both here.
1: Yeah, I'm glad to see it take it take the world by storm. I mean, it's a super catchy song and I've really enjoyed it. I'm glad to see Yao Sobe back and with a pretty dang rad track.
0: Yeah, because it's not a traditional song. It 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 sounds like an idol song, but it's it mixes in that that electronica very very well, which you also does very very good too.
1: I agree, and I think that's why I enjoyed it so much is it it was out of the norm, but it wasn't for them, and I feel like it's a very unique standout track, and I'm so glad to see it getting all this attention.
0: But yeah, you know, besides that, um, I was also listening to... to Cupid again, because it's goddamn, that that's <laughs> all. So, but enough Korean for now. Let's continue on to the Oricon here and this week was very very interesting in the in course of the Oricon. Some things that I thought was going to sell was going to sell but I'm more interested on in seeing the amount being sold right now because there are a couple that, you know, Last month was, was phenomenal in, in case of sales. But this month, it seems like very lackluster in, in comparison. So I'm just a little bit worried about what's going to happen. Granted, I think... what I th- did, did Idol release last month on physical? Let me see here. It did not. So I think once Idol gets released on physical, which will probably be this month. <laughs> that'll, that'll probably be the number one sales for a bit.
1: Oh no doubt it will.
0: But with that, let's start at number ten here. It is "Vivid" by Mazel, and this is a very interesting thing here because this is this is this is their debut. This is their debut single, and to hit number ten on the monthly Oricon is nothing to sneeze at. I mean, they were number four their first time up, or they. They were number one their first time up, so to hit and be continually having sales to continue on to the top ten for the month, that is nothing to sneeze at. And overall, Vivid was a very good song and a very well foot forward of what you should be doing as a debut release. Nothing too out of the ordinary, but nothing too average too as well.
1: I agree. And I was pleasantly surprised by Mazel. I, you know, I looked him up like, okay, this is new. And I thought Vivid had great vocals. It did stand out. And it made him known, but it wasn't in your face. It was, I think, a great way to just, you know, do something that catches people's ears, but isn't overdoing it, you know, so everyone will have their ears out for them for the future. And I actually thought the EP as a whole was solid, not just Vivid. I thought Came to Dance was also a really good catchy track.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. I thought a, a lot of what made both of these songs, both Vivid and Come to Dan- or Came to Dance, really stand out is the fact that, you know, they're not pushing too much. They're, they're, they made an impact to be like, hey, we are here. This is what we, a small sample of what we're going to have. Rather than going out of the ordinary with, like, a cannon boom, like what Rampage did, or, like, how other debuts of similar labels might be doing. And I'm I'm yeah. very thankful for that. Granted, I don't know if, if they continue doing this. I might not be as, as kind as I am right now. But what we shall see, because this is their debut, and I always give an artist at least three singles before I can kind of properly judge them. So... Well, We shall see for the next time what they bring out. But overall, this was a very strong debut, and I'm happy for them.
1: I am as well, and this is one that I'm looking forward to watching them in the future, like you said, Ken, to see what they do, as it was a good start. And I like that it just flowed. It flowed perfectly with what they were doing. There wasn't too much, wasn't too little. And I also will say this totally screamed Gray as soon as I heard this. I'm like, oh, Gray's going to eat this up like candy.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, most definitely. But, yeah. This month, it sold a wonderful 40,122 copies. And going on up to number nine, it is Kyodo by Shiritsu Ebisu Chugaku. Now, you know, we haven't... It's it's no evidence that the Ebisu Chugaku group has is is your traditional idol group here. But it's it's been a while since they've released an actual single <laughs> under this moniker. So I'm I'm very happy to say that, you know, overall Kyoto is 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 solid. It doesn't do anything out of the ordinary, it's not generic per se, but it's not pushing the envelope as well. I just thought it was a nice song overall for what we're having.
1: I I agree with that because while I was sick I was listening to Kyodo and it is a whole and I was pleasantly surprised and, because I'm not super into idols, but I thought Shihitsu Ebisu Chugaku did a great job with this EP. I mean, it it wasn't your typical idol, but at this, or your generic idol that we're used to hearing, but at the same time, like you said, Ken, it didn't bring anything super new. It was just a nice EP to listen to. And as a whole, not just Kyodo itself, but like Jibun Update, Hamidase Girls, Voyager, I think every track flowed very well. And none of them ran together that it all sounded the same. Each track had its own uniqueness to it, which made them stand out from each other. But at the same time, it still flowed and it was a very easy, nice listen. I greatly enjoyed it, actually.
0: But yeah, I mean, this is probably another song that I would assume Gray would be just eating up as well. <laughs> but, you know, this this month or this month is sold very well at 41,880 uh, uh oh, 41,811 copies here and going on up to number 8 it is Dosh Demo Kimiga Suki da by AKB48. You know, not the the stuff that we said about it last month still kind of stands with this release but i'm very happy that they still kind of had some leftover push here granted it was at the end of the month when they initially released it in in april so it's no not a surprise that it could have that push power here but regardless this month it sold a wonderful 54,085 copies and going on up to number seven it is Bokua Konya Dete iku by 7th over 22nd. Yeah, I know I know how both you and And Gray accune to 7 over 22nd here, but for me I thought it was just okay. I, I get it, like their main song here, their their main song of Bokua Konya Dete iku. Was was a little bit eh, but their B side songs is literally where it's at, and it's usually like that for them specifically anyway. But overall, I thought they were okay. It's a very solid release by them, but a, a nothing to push the farms, so to speak for.
1: Yeah, and no, I feel the same way. I you you know how I feel about this group. I thought, I mean, I thought Boku wa Aconia... Konya. DTUku Yuku's okay. I mean, I actually like the B-sides a little bit better like Aya Fuyuna, Sakai-kan, Bukuno Horoscope. I mean, it was okay. It it definitely was an improvement over some of the other ones. I feel like their vocals were a lot better in this EP and like kanashimi no hanbun was actually pretty decent as well i think my turn off sometimes is when they go for vocal to just talking but it wasn't as noticeable as it felt a lot softer and so i didn't mind it like i it's not definitely boku wa konya uh Deteyuku isn't going to be a go-to track something i'm going to listen all the time but i thought it was actually decent it nothing out of the ordinary but it it wasn't bad it felt a little better than my other experiences
0: yeah i mean overall it was just all right here and this month it sold fairly solid at 68,950 copies here going on up to number six for some strange reason i don't know why this is here but it's cinderella girls by king and prince nearly five years later (laughs) That's that's funny. I think it is because it's their date. Uh, it's five years later from their debut, so the, everyone's just like, "Yeah, we got to buy Cinderella Girl." <laughs> yeah, no, songs. I think so too.
1: <laughs> it is. No, it is. It's still a track. I still go back and listen to. I love Cinderella Girls, and I think it's gonna be one of those ones that's always memorable and always gonna be in people's minds, and we're gonna see it pop up every now and then.
0: But yeah. This week, or this month, it all the wonderful 80,193 copies here. And going on up to number five, it is Alvin Nita A. And this is part of the YouTubers anime, VTuber stuff, I guess and it it, it was not good i'm gonna just be honest here i um everything that i do not like about hasbando was just mushed into this one particular release to the point that i could only finish the main song i couldn't get through thirsty
1: Yeah, so I did manage to get through it, but I was working at the time. So I had started listening to. Is, is it Alvin or Ivan? Because I can't tell.
0: I guess Ivan. Um.
1: Ivan. So I started trying to listen to this yesterday, and I had a slight headache. So that was not a good idea because the vocals in this were a little not of my taste. I can see, you know, what it appeals to. I understand what it was appealing to. It definitely wasn't me. But their vocals kind of just made that headache worse. So I stopped. I didn't get very far. And then I went back and refreshingly listened to it today while I was working. So I did get through the whole EP, which was very long. I I kind of forgot about halfway through. And it might be because I tuned things out after a while. <laughs> And I think at that point, I think for me, it was really hard to get past the vocals. It also didn't feel like it matched with the composition, which is part of the thing that irked me about it, is it didn't feel together. I totally understand what it's for and who it's targeted toward. I'm not the target. But this was, this is only a listen if you're into this type of theme. And you like this type of thing or you're a completist and I have to own all of it or listen to all of it, that type of thing. But yeah, I just couldn't get into Alvin and I felt the same way about the other tracks on it. And when I purged something from my mind, it means it was not good. And I remember very few things about this. I just remember the vocals just really not hitting the right way and it being off.
0: mean, <laughs> it is what it is, and yeah you know, I, I can't deny that you know these these type of things have their fans, so that's why it sold the way it sold <laughs> you know it sold eighty five thousand one and seventy one copies so it sold fairly well and this is the only time that we're not gonna be talking about a song or a release that is un- over a hundred thousand copies so that tells you the other strings of the other four songs that we're gonna be talking about here but Overall, Ivan sold a wonderful 85,071 copies here. Going on up to number four, it is 16 Boosters with a Z by The Rampage from Exile Tribe. Now, I would love to see what Grey thought of this release because... You know, he has, he, this is, he's, this, you know, the exile tribe people are his boys. And usually whenever they release something for the most part, he usually likes it. Personally, I just thought 16 boosters was back to what the rampage is. It's just loud with no substance.
1: Yes. I, I'm kind of curious his thoughts as well. And you said you pretty much took the words out of my mouth on that.
0: Yeah, and you know, I mean, the other bit songs were much better, in my opinion. I thought Bionic was great, and No Gravity, the English version, was a much better song in my personal opinion, and I haven't listened to the Japanese version of No Gravity.
1: I, I felt the same way, so 16 boosters was a little too much on the composition side, and you could really hear the EDM come through, and I like my EDM, but it just didn't fit for me and i just couldn't get into it but going on what you said with bionic and gravity no gravity yes they are fantastic no gravity was probably my favorite on that ep and i also have not listened to the japanese version and i thought bionic was really good too i liked those better than 16 boosters i feel like that's where they really shined
0: yeah i mean overall that's I thought that's what they really really shrined. Uh, was their B-side song. And you know with <laughs> 16 boosters being the one that yeah, they fell into their usual trappings. I I would expect that to be a B-side song not in a a coveted title song here, but it is what it is. But this this month it sold 199,661 copies. Only 300 and Four and thirty-nine copies away from two hundred thousand, so so very close. But with that, let's continue on up to number three, and that is Mikase by Kanjani Eight. And this was a very interesting release because they Kanjani Eight decided to do a band style thing for this particular release and it's it it's it I guess it's very tied to what the drama is that this song is about and overall it was all right I thought
1: i I felt the same way I mean you know how I feel about Kanjani eight I thought M- Mika Mika Mikase. Mikase. I thought Mikase was okay. I liked the composition. I, I liked it because they changed it up. And like you said, it had that more band feel. So it really had that more rock feel. My issue is I didn't care for their vocals as much. And that's always my downfall with Kanjani 8 is the vocal thing. I do understand they were trying to match that composition and really give it the rock feel. I get that. But the vocals still felt off for me. But that's also probably because of my my feelings in general for this group.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, overall, it was just it was just all right, in my opinion. It it's a nice refresher from their usual style, but it was just all right. And and I think they needed this, regardless, to be like, hey, you know, we're still innovative the viv- of love, to kind of do something new, but for them it's kind of a little bit too late to be honest
1: yeah i i mean like you said they switched it up i'm glad for that but still didn't it still didn't do enough for me to pull me in as a fan
0: yeah and regardless, I mean, it did sell well for their fans as it sold over 214,633 copies here. And going on up to number two, it is Cream by Sexy Zone And this just did not make me cream at all. It made me just very, very flaccid.
1: I am laughing way too hard at this, but I don't want my starts coming over. I I thought it was okay. It was a very cute song. It wasn't what I expected when I saw the title Cream. I thought it was going to be a little more
0: creamy, like uh, a little more
1: sexy, you know, Cream times Sexy Zone.
0: I mean, I thought it was going to be a little bit more energetic, but it's just a very, very vocal, heavy performance by Sexy Zone, which is fine. I mean, I think this is their bread and butter, to be honest.
1: Yeah, and they have great vocals. I like that they showcase that, and I like that... Cream is a very vocal heavy track, but at the same time it also felt very sexy zone, very safe. And so I was a little indifferent on it. I mean, it was real it was good, but at the same time it wasn't something that completely stood out and just really I was hoping it'd be a dance song. Don't know why, but I really was hoping with the title Cream it was going to be a dance song. But it was still, you know, it was still good. It just didn't get me all, you know, creamy.
0: <laughs> but yeah, this this month it sold the lovely, wonderful 227,474 copies here. And going on up to the number one track for this month. And it is Drop That, Pretty Much Fanfare, by E.N.E. Now, as much problems as we have with E.N.E., this... I think this is probably their best release overall.
1: <laughs> I I agree with you.
0: I think like we have a lot of problems and I mean a lot of problems with Eni. <laughs> but, you know, they they con- besides Fanfare, which is the great A track for this particular release, it's it's the 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 A side for this release. It was all right. It's very Eenie. But it wasn't until I got to let's escape, initialize, drop. Initialize was probably their best song that I've heard from them in a long time. Oh,
1: I one hundred percent agree, and I actually like what they did with the spelling. Initialize, get it? Haha. <laughs> But no, I agree. I didn't care for fanfare. And I was a little worried going into the rest of the EP. But once I heard Let's Escape, my tune changed. And I was like, oh, this is actually really good. And then they surprised me with initialize and drop. So I feel like, honestly, it's a solid EP you know minus the the main song i didn't care for i think their vocals were great the compositions i feel like they found a very good flow
0: yeah i mean overall it's probably their best release that they've done in a long time and i'm quite surprised about this because i think i've i've gotten one of their songs over the last couple of releases but this is the song that immediately that i've heard especially with initialize i Put the plus side on that, and I was just like, "Wow, a <laughs> song." But regardless. This month, it sold the wonderful 345,519 copies here. And while we're at it, let's go take a look at the albums here, just to kind of take a look at what... Oh, so, I can... I know why the singles sold I... very poorly now. I know.
1: I was just going to say, um, <laughs> when you take a look at number one, there's a reason why the singles were low. Holy <laughs> cow. Like, Holy a cow. certain wintry group name blew everyone away.
0: And e he... Yeah. yeah, yeah, no no sh- no shit there. I mean, you know, we got we got King and Prince here, yeah uh, Mr Five, which is good. They they've been continuing on here. But the the top of the matter is is obviously number three, which is Les 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 Seraphim with Les Seraphim. Unforg- Les Seraphim, Which is uh, for uh Unforgiven. And they're the, I believe that's their first album too. So but the number one thing is i do me by snowman and we're not even a year out from their last one which was was uh snow snow labo s2 and i'm kind of mad they didn't they didn't label it i do me s3 because that, that was a great naming scheme that they all had but yeah, no, it instantly sold 1.1 million copies, blowing everything out of the water. I mean, even even in Hyphen, which is also a very very popular Korean group that's been hitting the rounds in Japan, only sold 163,000 copies for that month. And even La Seraphim only sold 107,000 copies. Like the like if you took the million out. Pretty much Snowman blew everyone away at that point.
1: Oh, they did. I mean, I, I'm happy for Snowman. This is amazing to see them at number one. They just blew everything out of the water. And you combine all the singles and albums that released, like the top tens, they still won.
0: Yeah, No it's it's hard it's very interesting to see this because i it we're seeing snowman and to the extent stones and king and prince really have a nice power struggle of what is going to be the top get get for johnny's now and it's a very interesting to see as a fan side and as on the analytic side to see well what is the trends with japan that they're going to take number one it's very interesting to see, and I've been really, really digging the fact that they they're having these two hits back to back. To the point, I don't know who's gonna have that crown. It could be. It is a three way tie between Snowman, Stones, and King and Prince. It's a very interesting get to see what what's gonna happen in the next couple of years, especially when when we have other newcomers, when we have Nani Niwadachi and stuff like that make their rise up as well and other Johnny groups as well. It'll be very interesting to see what is what is going to be the next Odyssey at this point in time.
1: It will. I mean, and it's hard to say because there's so many there're three major front runners right now and just seeing the just seeing them all competing like this and seeing how well their albums and the numbers are, it's crazy. I'm 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 looking forward to seeing in the future like what all three of these groups will do because you can tell they're all major powerhouses for Johnny's.
0: Oh yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. But yeah, you know, with that, I know where we ended kind of earlier, but it it goes pretty fast when it's just me and you, Luna.
1: (laughs) It does. It does.
0: Regardless, you can follow us on all our social media platforms at Twitter and Instagram at Ongakiru. You can follow the website where we talk about more about the new releases of the Japanese music industry at Ongakiru.com. You can also follow our affiliates, Koryu Hunter, who is a retro streamer. You can check him out at twitch.tv slash Koryu Hunter, K-Y-O-R-Y-U-H-U-N-T-E-R. You can also check out our other affiliate, Timbertaf, who is a... Going through Dragon Quest V, I think he just finished that, but you can just follow him there at twitch.tv slash Timbertat, T-I-M-B-E-R-T-A-F-T. You can also check out your sister Luna Rose at twitch.tv slash RainstarKitty, R-A-I-N-S-T-A-R-K-I-T-T-Y. And you can follow our affiliate author, Fangirl. You can check her out at twitch.tv slash name. F-A-N-G-I-R-L-H-A-S-N-O-N-A-M-E. You can also check out the podcast where me, Fangirl, Timber, and Kyo talk about the gaming news called Potasaurus. This past week, we've been going through the lovely things about about Tears of the Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts, Summer Game Fest, because that was around that time that we were doing it. And we were also talking about Death Stranding, and I'm so sorry to one of the characters that is in Death Stranding, dr- because her name is Malangin, and we literally called the, the title episode malengan My Balls. So, have, a, have a good chuckle with that. <laughs> But yeah,
1: I'm having way too many chuckles.
0: <laughs> but yeah, you can follow the podcast by looking up Curry Hunter, same as his Twitch handle, on all podcast streaming services. You can follow me on Twitter at otyk1. We talk about Bang Dream, Aiba, and I about Robo Robo, and Joshi Pro Wrestling. Where can we follow you, Luna?
1: You can follow me on several of the social medias, such as Twitter, my anime list, Anime Planet, Kitsu. Storiograph and Letterboxd. I am very active on Letterboxd, so you can definitely check out what I'm watching there. And I do watch a lot of concerts and Japanese ones, so follow me as lunamaria87. And on Instagram, I'm nerdycollectorluna. I post what I'm watching, what I'm listening to. I should have some ASEN photos coming up, hopefully, and some other cool music photos Music-related things, too. So follow me there.
0: Well, yeah. I want to say thank you so much for listening to this wonderful episode of Ungakadio. I am I saying thank you very much and have a great day. Bye-bye.
1: I hope. Uh, thank you so much, everyone, for listening to today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Have a great rest of the week. We'll catch you next time. Ja